So a lot of you listeners often ask what my background is, and if you tune in frequently to the podcast, I do talk about it. For those that don't know, I run a marketing company called Bash Solutions, which specializes in custom websites, content creation, and consulting based up here in cold and snowy Rochester, New York. With clients in the wrestling world alone, ranging from Cal Sanderson and Jordan Burroughs to the Nittany Line Wrestling Club and Helen Maroulis, we've been busy over the past decade proving why we're the best and earning trust all throughout the U.S., And we're not limited to wrestling by any means. We help businesses of all shapes and sizes from barbecue and butcher shops in Arizona like Snowflake Smokehouse to the largest Chevy dealership in the world right here in Rochester, New York, Bob Johnson, and everyone in between. Whether it's building a new custom website or implementing new digital strategies to streamline your business, Bash Solutions is trusted by businesses and brands across the country for a reason. You can learn more about Bash Solutions by visiting BashSolutions.com or head over to Facebook or Instagram Search Bash Solutions to see what we're up to. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bashmania podcast, or welcome to if this is your first time listening. Two-time NCAA champion Vincenzo Joseph joins me on today's show to break down a lot of the storylines and takeaways from the RTC Cup this weekend, and both Gable Stevenson and Trent Hydley join the show. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen. Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, be sure to subscribe to Bashmania. And if you enjoy this episode, be sure to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashomania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. And we are back. Coffee Talk RTC Cup Edition. How are you, man? Not too bad. You? You you had a good... I'm good. You had a great commentary debut with the last uh, NLWC card. How did that go? You know, um, I was actually pretty nervous at first. Um, way easier you know a few matches into it got a little more natural but it was fun i would again yeah it seemed natural didn't seem like you were nervous didn't think like you were thinking of things to say like you know doing the podcast i've kind of learned how sometimes you have to just go with something and you can't take time to think about it it looked like you were kind of doing that as you went so it was definitely fun i do wish you were competing on this next one though yeah um I do too. I don't. I don't know if I'll be back by then or if I'll be ready to roll yet. But you know, I, I would like to, of course. But if, I think it's going to be a little more time until you know I'm back out competing. If not, minimum commentary required. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll try to right. I'll ask him, especially big card. I'd love to do commentary on a card. That would be great. <laughs> For sure. So but, yeah, let's... we got some UFC guys. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, it's gonna be good. Which we're gonna talk about that in a few minutes too. But you know, let's talk about this RTC Cup because there are so many interesting storylines to it. And I don't want to get into the actual matches too much and the nitty gritty of who right. who won and how they won. But the storylines were very interesting. And the biggest storyline, obviously, is that Cliff Keen won. So they took home $70,000, which is huge. Every team yeah. took $20,000 just to show up. They got $50,000 to win. And I don't know how each club is distributing it, but I do think it's awesome they're getting this money. I know one club who I won't mention – they said they're doing a 50% to the club, 40% to the athletes who competed, and then 10% for travel cost, which I, I think seems pretty fair. If you figure more than, let's say, 10 guys, because a couple of guys only wrestled a couple of matches, that's not bad if 10 guys split 35 grand. Well, I, I don't think so. You know, they, you can't split that evenly, right? Yeah, I don't. I mean, say someone, say someone wrestled every match and, you know, was dominant the whole time. And then someone else went out and goes, oh, and one, oh, and two. They shouldn't, I don't think they should get the same amount of That's money. That's a good but. point. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if people are going to yeah. split it up evenly or not. I guess if you go out there and you lose four matches, you don't deserve to, to get the same guy who went 4-0. I mean, I, I don't think that everyone should get paid the same. No, I, I didn't think about yeah. that. I wonder, like, if you're Vito, well, it's funny, because then here's the other thing. Let's say Vito Yanni. Let's yeah. say you talk about Spartan. They can't get paid because they're college kids now. I don't it's know what happens with that. <laughs> and I, so keep in mind, I'm not saying that if someone goes out like last weekend and, you know, lost all their matches that they shouldn't get paid. I'm just saying, you know, the bigger guys or bigger yeah. people should, you know, get more money because that's who's drawing in the viewership. Yeah. Right. And, and I'm assuming each RTC is probably going to do it a little bit differently. I'm assuming yeah. like some might just say, hey, if you competed, you're getting X percent other RTCs there's no rules that's the fun thing I think about mm -hmm. this is I, I loved all the conversations that were taking place afterward because it's like this is the first time so if you want to see women on the card cool that's probably going to happen if you want to see so, yeah. RTCs that don't bring in other athletes which kind of our next point Zach Saunders tweeted out after who so he competes for the Gopher RTC Minnesota and they have an absolutely full squad. They're pretty deep. Right. And it seemed like he was kind of going against the unfairness of recruiting, which Cliff Keen won. And they had Seth Gross, who's a hammer, on their squad. And even though right. he lost in the finals, like I'm, I didn't do the math, but I'm pretty sure Seth Gross had a big weight on them making it to the finals. So now you're having the question of, okay, should RTCs be able to recruit people for a one-time event? And especially, you know, if it was just a you know a fun tournament, you know, to go compete, whatever. Like, I don't think it really matters a ton. But when you're talking about taking home seventy thousand dollars back to your right. club, um, it's a little different. And I understand where he's coming from because you know, like, even even there's there's differences in the guys that they you know recruited, like Cliff Keen and um, you know New Jersey Southeast that were in the finals. Like they had. Nashawn Garrett and Seth Gross. Those are two like top caliber wrestlers. Yep. And then you had other teams that didn't have guys that were necessarily as good. So, I mean, you know, a little bit, I don't want to say unfair, but, you know, it's part of recruiting, I guess. And, you know, I saw Jordan Burroughs and Ben Askren go back and forth a little bit. And Ben's point is, well, you know, if it becomes about money, that's life. Yankees win a lot. Lakers yeah. win a lot. That, that happens. 
to the same effect, one thing that I was thinking is, let's say you start to have these regularly. That might give more incentive to these RTCs that don't have a full squad to say, hey, we're going to give you 20 grand a year, whatever it is, because we know you'll be a hammer to compete for these events. And I think you're going to start to see rules to some degree, like, hey, they have, to, they have to have wrestled one match for you or something like that. I mean, I know how some of these guys like Kale work. They think they're very analytical. You know, it's like, okay, if we can generate X, we'll pay Y. So if you're Cliff Keen, and I mean, Cliff Keen has, I, I don't think Cliff Keen went out to search for somebody. They had Michich, who decided not to wrestle right. because he's, I think, going to go compete in the um, World Cup if they have that. So I think it was a thing where, like, hey, we need a guy. It wasn't like, hey, we're going to go put together an all star team. But I think it would be interesting. If, that, that guy just happened to be a pretty good wrestler. Correct, exactly. Yeah. And and to Seth's defense, all he ever does is want to compete. I mean, he just competed yeah. last week or this past weekend. Now he's competing next week against Gilman. So that's good. Can't wait. Oh, that's going to be absolutely fire. <laughs> Did you see yeah. the teaser they put out today? I don't need to see a teaser. I see Gilman all the time. I don't need to see a teaser. <laughs> they they – Seth put out a little video of like some moments from yeah, Seth and NCAA's to Gilman and NCAA's, and it was it made it feel like it's an NCAA finals match. I can't wait. Are they, I, they, um, I mean, Gilman's been out of college for what? How many years now? Three? Two, three years. Three, three years. I think. Yeah, I don't think it's NCAA matches. It's different. No, no, it just <laughs> has that. It has that hype. It has that like hype feel. You know, like. Oh, it has a lot of hype. I, I think everyone's excited for it. Like, oh, 100%. You can't, you can't not see that match and be like, uh, eh, pass. Like, no, Correct. that's one. No. Yeah, you're going to be dialed in. And when Seth was on the show a couple of weeks ago, I talked to him about that. You know, I think as this RTC format gets established where everybody starts having duels, you're going to start seeing that where it's almost like a college duel season. When you have a normal duel, usually, unless you're one of the top five teams, there's only a couple matches you're really excited for, and the rest you're only excited for if you're, let's say, like the Wisconsin event. Had a couple great matches, but the rest of it you're excited if you're a Wisconsin fan. And I think you're going to start seeing a lot. That's a way to sell a card. That's how you sell a duel. You get Gross Gilman to headline. Not every card is going to be like NLWC gets – top to bottom just stacked lineups yeah they i mean most people can't really do it like that though so right exactly (laughs) yeah but but even on college on college for penn state every match is typically fun some of these other most part if you're 10 through 15 or 15 through 20 even in the rankings it's not going to be like that you're going to have some top couple matches and then some other matches that are whatever but that's normal i think that's how you sustain it not every rtc is going to be able to put out a dual lineup that's all-star matches well and you know going back to before talking about you know the cup and everything filling the rosters like these teams they don't have full rosters yet right like so i feel like once you know once you know the rtcs are going to have full rosters at some point eventually just from the way things are going and then we could probably talk more into you know having guys from your own only your team into that but going back to the cards though getting more guys into your RTCs too, that helps out with that. And And, I'm assuming if it's, who knows, this is obviously a one-time thing as of now, hopefully they do more, but if they do it next year, they're going to have 10 weights. 
I would hope so. I mean, you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and speaking of you wanting it, like that's another thing is the fact that some, there's still so much talent that wasn't there this weekend, right? Like Mm -hmm. NLWC, not there. Penn RTC, not there. You have a lot of teams that are not there that could really create some excitement. And you're, I think you're going to start seeing that more and more where these cards I'll give credit to Cal for innovating the concept of having a card. Now that I think everybody's seeing it and everybody's jumping on board, I think you're going to start seeing team versus team. And you could start seeing some Olympic trial finals caliper matches throughout the year at a duel like the NCAA season. Yeah, I mean, I think it's only going to really progress. Um, The only issue is just funding and having enough money because those – you know, the Olympic level or quote unquote Olympic level guys that, you know, think that they need to be paid, you know, the entire world to wrestle in a match, you know, they're, they're not taking those matches right now. Yeah. So like, there's still like that top 1% that it's getting hard to kind of reach out to even for, you know, these matches we've seen them a couple of times, but that's just, think I think that's, that's the next thing. Do you think that's money or do you think that's guys not wanting to wrestle? Both. Um, I mean, no matter how bad somebody doesn't want to wrestle, if they throw a number at them, that's, you know, there's always a number. Right. Right. Um, and for some people, it's a lot higher than others. But I, I think I think wanting to wrestle, I think the RTC Cup was a perfect example of that. Because to me, watching that was just guys that just wanted to go out there and compete that haven't competed in a while. And they looked yeah. like they were having a great time. You did. and. Yeah when you start talking about which we're going to talk about in a little bit with, with guys like Gable who now you could definitely see some guys like Trent who's we're going to have on here shortly. He got five matches in other guys like Gable matches. Yeah. Other guys like Gable said, I want one match. He wanted Gwiz. Mm -hmm. He ended up wrestling too, but it gives that even the ability to wrestle two, four, five, or one match, it's it's new to the sport. And I keep saying it lately over the past month or two, like these options weren't there. Where could Gable get a shot at Gwiz four years ago at a random RTC Cup? Normally it's the finals of a tournament. And like absolutely like kudos to Gwiz for wrestling in that too. He didn't 100%. He, he didn't need to. You didn't see Kyle Dake there. You know, you didn't yep. see. And I, and I don't know why. I don't know why Kyle Dake wasn't there. Like I'm sure there's reasons yeah. for a bunch I got, of guys. I got some thoughts on that out. in a minute. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> you know, not, not trying to call anybody out, but it's just like, Wiz didn't have to go wrestle in that. Yeah. And he did. And he did. And yeah. I mean, he would, and he would do it again too. It's just, some people are different. hundred percent. And you know, I want to talk about both Gwiz and I also want to talk about Dake. Um, before that, I want to get your opinion on, I was surprised and I was not surprised by some things that happened this weekend. And I'm curious on your perspective because I have just as much bias as anybody. And I know that, and I don't pretend like I'm hundred percent objective. So I'm always curious, like, is this my bias or is this like, am I looking at this objectively? So the first thing, and you obviously have no bias to this whatsoever, but Makai Lewis went one for three. And <laughs> I feel like after he had a great run in NCAAs. And I feel like as soon as we elevate college athletics above everything in this country, 
as, and as soon as he had an NCAA run, he was kind of elevated and he took the Olympic red shirt and he hasn't really done too much, but he's still an impressive athlete. Were you surprised watching him this weekend? Um, I wouldn't say I was surprised. He wrestled some good guys. Yep. Um, you know, he wrestled Logan and Evan Wick. No, yep. Carson Karchlaw is pretty good too. You know, he, he looked like a hammer. Um, not surprised, but I just, he didn't, he didn't look like he was doing things like he normally does. Like that his speed wasn't quite there. You know, he didn't really have as much, much pop as like I've seen him have before, or even as I felt wrestling me too. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think Mikhail Lewis is a good wrestler. You know, I think he's great. And he, yeah. and I think that's why like, I'm kind of surprised by it. Do you also think, and I kind of ask this because I know people are thinking it. Do you think it's the folk style versus freestyle or do you think that doesn't matter? I, I don't think it matters that much. Um, I think people just have good days and people have bad days, yep. you know, and may, maybe he wasn't his best that weekend may, and maybe he was. And those other guys are just, you know, picking up ground or getting better and better too. It's, it's, it's really hard to just watch, you know, and say like, it's like, it's one thing rather than, you know, all the different, maybe he had a bad weight cut, you know, I mean, maybe he felt awesome and the other guys just felt even better. Like sure. you, you just really can't put your finger on one specific thing. And speaking of weight, you know, that was another thing I was kind of surprised by. I guess I didn't think about it going into it that it, they were only weighing in Friday morning and some of these guys cutting a lot of weight, like James Green, Nation. You saw them wrestle completely different Saturday. Nation was a completely different wrestler Friday versus Saturday. And he said Saturday after in his interview with Flo, he said, yeah, I'm not going 57. I'll tell you right now, 100%. So he's obviously going 65. And so, you know, again, kudos to him. Kudos to Gross for both wrestling. But it's like you see Nation just like, I don't say he manhandled gross, but he looked bigger. He looked yeah. dominating. And I was kind of surprised at the second day weight. Same with green who green announced after he is going down to 65 um, for the Olympics. So it's, it, it was kind of interesting to see the weights come into play the second day of this event. Yeah. So I, um, I didn't have any knowledge of, you know, weigh in or, what weight they're even weighing in at however yeah. many kilos they got or a second day. But to me, like Nation just looked like he looked more comfortable the next day. He looked like he was you know, having fun the second day. A lot of fun. He looked, he looked like he, you know, refound himself on the mat. Like first day, kind of shaking the rest off a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he was bigger and felt better too, yeah. but James Green and Yanni's match were almost, I don't want to say they were identical, but they were pretty similar. Sure. Both days. And, um, you know, Nation. I just went, like day two. He looked awesome. He looked Good. unbelievable. Yeah, and his match with Vito, I could watch ten times over. Oh, those guys are both so good, <laughs> <laughs> man. Vito's a Vito's a hammer. He's going to be a real problem at fifty-seven kilos, and and I love oh, Gilman, yeah. and I I I hate when I develop biases, and I had tweeted it out last week or a couple weeks ago that I've become such a fan of Gilman, and. You know, I think it, I think I am too. It happens, and somebody's <laughs> like, "Oh, because he's at state college now," and I'm like, "Well, kind of, yeah." yeah you, but- <laughs> just, you just have a conversation with the guy, too. Correct. And you're like, and, yeah, and that's what I said. I'm like, "Look, at there's no doubt, there's no doubt about it. If somebody comes to state college, I climb the ladder a little bit." But he's been on the podcast three times, and if you 
any conversation you have with that with, with Gilman, you just there's so much authenticity. You almost have to become a fan of his. And I kind of hate yes. becoming fan of people so much because, especially in the way where there's so many good, there's so much talent. It's so deep, and you don't really want to start rooting for people, but you do. But it's like, yeah. man, Gilman Vito, you could just or Gil. I'm thinking Gilman Gross. I'm thinking Gross yeah. and, you know, and, and Garrett Vito, all, all these matches. Um, but yeah, like watching Nation and, and Vito go at it was just, that was fun, especially the, you know that second day. Like you said, he felt more comfortable and he just kind of, I don't know, he let he it all let, fly. Just, yeah, he was just letting it rip out there and it was fun to watch. I'm, I'm happy he's back. You know, he's, he's a guy that, you know, everyone, you're excited to watch him all the time. Yeah. You know, he's he's explosive, he's quick, you know, he can do pretty much anything while he's wrestling. And yeah, it was nice to see him back out there. Him and Vito, man, they're gonna have some battles. They're both just, you know, quick, you know, fast. The sad fast thing twitch, is fast they, twitch, man. They might not be able to wrestle again if he goes up to sixty five. We might not see it. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be this year. That's you true. Know? Yeah. Although Vito Maybe. probably stay fifty seven and Nation's a sixty one through and through. We'll see what happens. But I mean, but with these yeah. RTC cards, you never know. You never know. And so yeah. speaking of these, are you surprised? Unsurprised? So Carson, you mentioned him. He's a stud. Yeah. He beat uh, Makai nine two. I've never paid attention to him too much. That's biased because Ohio State guys, I just kind of tune out a little bit. <laughs> but were you surprised? I mean, undefeated four zero. He looked like an absolute stud. Yeah, I mean, he's good. Uh, he's a good freestyle wrestler. He has really good feel from, you know, freestyle positions and things. You can tell, you know, he's been doing it a long time. Yeah. Uh, I, like I said, I, at 74, I really don't have a ton of things to say. Yeah, um, I get it. You know, cause it's a little more personal for me at that way. But yeah. it's just, uh, yeah, he looked good. Um, good on top. I don't really have much. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the heavyweight because you're not a heavyweight. So you have more yeah. thoughts here. So yeah. we were just talking about this before we started. Recording. First thought, first thought on heavyweight is Mason Paris is strong. That's my first thought. He keeps getting better too. Yeah. He's, he, does. he just keeps improving. So for those listening who kind of need the quick recap, first Paris was up eight Oh on Gwiz, almost texts him. Gwiz storms back. 10 unanswered, and texts him 18 mm-hmm. 8. Then Gable beats Gwiz 4 1, and then Paris also beats Gwiz. So, first off, as we were talking about earlier, hats off to these guys for actually letting it fly. And there's some like back and forth on Gable only wrestling Gwiz and not Paris. So, major kudos for Gwiz letting it fly with like that's arguably yeah, the one, two, and three in the country. And Gwiz went out there. I don't know <laughs> who, who, who's up there. We got a couple guys that say college at the heavyweight. Well, uh, if you're, I, I'm talking more. Good. I'm talking more ranking seedings right now. I'm not saying guys who hey, who, ca- who cares about that. Though. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, who cares about rankings? <laughs> fair enough. All right, go, go on, go on. So, they're they're three of the top ten guys in the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three of the top ten. Three go. of the top ten guys in the country. And they let it fly. And I appreciate that. And I was honestly kind of surprised. I'm not surprised at the fact that, like, wrestling fans are ruthless. 
they always think there's more to something than mm -hmm. wrestlers do. Gable came out and said, I want one match. You guys know I want to be uh, Gwiz. I beat Mason Paris at, I think it was Big Tens. Like, I, I want that match with Gwiz. He wrestled it, wrestled another one, got off the mat, didn't wrestle Paris. And the people started chirping on Twitter, like, oh, he's ducking Paris. Oh, man. And I'm just kind of like, I mean, he did say he only wanted one match. I don't know. What do you think? Who cares? I mean, he said he was going to go out and wrestle one match. He did. He wrestled two. <laughs> he, wrestled, he wrestled two. He's not – I don't see him – like, he doesn't seem like he's ducking anybody. Right. Um, like you said, they already wrestled. They'll wrestle again at some point. Um, yeah, I, I think this is getting a little, you know, blown out of proportion too. And I think the fans always make a bigger deal out of it. The fans obviously right. always want the match. The fans don't care what the cost is to a wrestler. The fans no, always want the most entertainment. They don't know what happens with a wrestler. They don't know if there's more to it. And I got to give Gable credit for saying, I want one match. Listen, maybe he didn't want to wrestle Paris. Maybe he didn't. But if, if nothing else there's sometimes strategy in sports. I'm not a high-level athlete, so I don't know this for there, sure. There, there is. There but is. There, there's a strategy. Maybe he's confident with Paris, and maybe he just wanted to feel out Gwiz. Like, who are you to get on him and attack his strategy for wanting a match with Gwiz? And by the way, no matter what, I feel like a lot of you wrestlers, no matter what you do, you're always going to have someone who just either doesn't understand or doesn't care. Now. If he came out and said, I don't want to wrestle Gwiz until the finals. He's number one right now. I don't want to wrestle him. And I didn't realize this till after. Apparently, he can't take the number one seed at the Olympic trials because Gwiz is a world team member. Okay. Yeah, so, I, don't, I don't know how that works either. So apparently, because Gwiz is a world team member from 2019, he retains the number one seed or something. He could have easily said, since this doesn't imp implicate seedings and rankings, whatever else, I don't want to wrestle him. He did. So I'm just always flabbergasted when there's like the, the, the outcry and you see some people and I'm not going to name names, but you see people that are like riding him hard. Like, Oh, you're not number one. You duck Paris. Like, yeah. I mean, so if you to get to like a level of like athlete, like of, of, you know, Gable's caliber, right? Like, you know, you're a top level college even U.S. international athlete at this point, you don't you don't get there from ducking guys. Yep. And like I maybe he didn't wrestle Paris this weekend. Like so what? Who cares? Like we've seen him wrestle before. They'll probably wrestle again. Yeah. Like, they're gonna wrestle at some point. So like, hey, wrestling fans, let's just be a little patient. Like like it's. it's I'm also happen. a fan of like from a marketing standpoint. I'm a fan of people not getting what they want because it builds the anticipation. How many yeah. fights do you see in the UFC where the fans don't get that fight they want? It builds the anticipation. It mm -hmm. only increases viewership. Yeah, and then you see guys just it's just gonna they're just gonna end up talking more too, you know, on social media or whatever, build it up a little more. And I don't you know, I don't hate to see it. Right, exactly. Same. And and talking about Gable, we got him on the line because he wanted to chime in on the topic. A lot of people running their mouth on Twitter. Who better to hear from than Gable? How are you, man? You know, I'm doing good. How y'all doing? I'm doing good. I can't complain myself either. 
you had a good weekend from a couple good victories to some TikToks. Like you're you're out Ooh. there this weekend. You know, I, I mean, I'm doing my thing, making myself the the, the most marketable person on earth in the wrestling world. <laughs> so you know, I stick with the TikToks. I do the Instagram and all that. So I mean, I, but I feel good. Though. I'm happy to be here. So all right, um, oh, go I was going to take one real quick. All right, real quick before we get into any of the wrestling stuff, better dancer, you or Reese? Me, he's yeah, he ain't got it like that. I mean, it's just Reese Humphrey. People love Reese because he's Reese, but you know, true, like dancing, true, right? You don't have to uh, get my training program. I mean, it is three year cycle. You're gonna have to pay up front two thousand, <laughs> a, a couple hundred a month. So it's gonna cost a lot for him to uh, make sure he can get his dance moves right. But me, as of right now, does he, but he can get, he get there at some point. Does he give you a stipend for going on his TikTok? Because that's a big collaboration. <laughs> nah. <laughs> that's a high ticket item <laughs> so you know rtc cup you came out and you said ahead of time i want one match i want Gwiz. he's number one right now i want him you come out you beat him four to one that's the one match you wanted then you wrestled one more match then on the twitter sphere everybody starts running their mouth you duck Mason Paris. You duck Mason Paris. And in true Gable fashion, which as a marketing guy, I love, you tweet out a smiley face <laughs> of you with your, your hand raised. So tell me your perspective on all these people, what they're saying. Yeah, I mean, you hit it on the dot. Like I said, I came to the RTC Cup. I said it on flow. I said everywhere I wanted one match, and I was done for the tournament. I mean, yep. I was – I was currently in my lifting cycle of only lifting and not wrestling. And Eggum came to me like a week ago. I haven't wrestled him by like four or five weeks. And he came to me a week ago and he was like, I want you to go to RTC Cup. Gwiz said he'll wrestle you. And I was like, say no more. I stepped on the mat for a week and the flow wrestling came and was like, do you want to wrestle Gwiz? And I was like, I put on the interview and I was like, yes, I wrestled Gwiz. And so I did, I did my job. But what, what I really want to touch on is <clears throat> the the hate that i get i mean you guys see it too it's 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 good hate but i mean i love the hate like i love it like <laughs> it brings like it brings attention to the sport and to my name and i do a good job of feeding back into it but i don't give them the clout they deserve to use my name to get all the followers that they need yep. but what i really want to say is <clears throat> think about this i told you i want to win match wiz had wiz had a warm-up match before me which warm-up matches should help you get your lungs ready for an, an, uh, a regularly scheduled match, like a premier match. Chenzo's nodding. <laughs> so, so hey, hey, this is this is where I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna go right back to the hate. I so, told you. so, so, twenty-six point match before yours. When's the last time you were in a twenty-six point match? Never. Never. When's the last no. time you seen heavyweights in a twenty-six point match? Never. Yeah. Um, you don't think that played a factor at all? You think that, if anything, it was helping him get warm? Because that, that, that is a perspective on it, too, for sure. And, like, I'm not going to count that out either. Yeah, I think that um, your lungs should be blown out by then. That's like, that's like give me an example. You wrestle, you wrestle in the first round of NCAA tournament. You, put, mm -hmm. you get a tech fall. You go into the next round, and you're wrestling Marinelli the next round, and you beat him 5-2. Your, your lungs are already ready. No, so at, at NCAAs, the most matches you wrestle on a day is two if you win. Um, 
I was just but, thinking, like, if, if you were to do that in that yeah, scenario. But, but, dude, you, listen, you can't you can't sit here and be like, that was a good warm-up match. Because that's, like, that was a, a good warm-up match. It's like, you go in and kind of beat someone up a little bit. Like, first round of NCAA. It's like, that was a pretty crazy match to go with. Because, like, so years and years and years ago, I was wrestling Anthony Valencia. And, I mean, it wasn't 26 points, but, like, I, it was a very similar match. I was losing a lot of it, but I think I won. Actually, no, it was more than that. I think I won, like, 14 to 13 or something like that. And it was a pretty crazy match. And then I had to wrestle Jason Knoll 30 minutes later. And, like, two minutes in that match, I just felt my body shutting down. I was like, there's nothing left. Is that so, when you like, say you drank two gallons of chocolate milk, though? <laughs> no, 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 no. That was, that was a long time ago. That's whenever I was, like, a freshman in high school, sophomore in high school. This is, like, I'm in college still. But anyway, like, I'm, and I'm not saying, you know, he was tired or anything like that, but like you, like for you, do, you don't even think about that, do you? You're just wrestling your match, right? Yeah, I'm just wrestling my match. I mean, I don't even want to make this about me and Gwiz. Like, I want right, to make this yeah. about for another topic. Like, I got the, the love for Gwiz is there. Like, I, yeah, I've he's the boy. Since like, yeah. since like 15 years old, I was practicing with him. I, I talked about in interviews mm. how, how Gwiz was the man and all that. Mm. But like, you think about this, like, like, Chenzo hit on the dot too. I mean, I wrestled Gwiz fresh, but think about yeah. the next day. Gwiz wrestled, was it Amar Desi? Mm -hmm. Then Mason Paris didn't wrestle. The next match, the second match, Gwiz and Paris wrestled. No one said nothing about uh, that. About but, all of a sudden, but all of a sudden, I come in fresh and I win. Absolutely. And all of a sudden, Gable sat out. Gable did this. But the next day, he did the same exact thing, and not one person said it. And one of the things that I was Love just saying that. is, you know, this is from a fan and marketing standpoint, I get what some of the fans want, which I get it. You, you always want every imaginable match to happen possible. But as a marketing guy, I love when you don't get to see the match you want because that builds hype. You don't always get the fight you want in the UFC. You don't always get to see the, the dream fight, the, the boxing match, the whatever it is. You got to wait. I think this grows your brand. I think it even helps Mason Paris's brand because now everybody wants to see it more. You guys didn't let it happen for whatever reason. Now everybody wants to see it more. That's good for the sport. I don't know why there's the negativity around it. You're selfish. There's, there's yeah, negativity. There, there shouldn't be no negativity. I mean, I I didn't wrestle. I, I told you, just one match. I told Egan one match. I told all the assistant coaches one match. That's the only reason why I wanted to go. But like you said, like the marketing standpoint, I think where I hit it on the dot was, I let people assume I wrestled Jordan Wood the next day, and they're like, oh, why didn't he wrestle the day before? Is it conditioning? Is it this? And it got people guessing. Then all of a sudden, right when he won, Gwiz was already four matches down. Right when he won, I posted the picture. Now look what happened. All hype got put into the season, and if we wrestled during the season, it's, uh, it's what, the number one premier matchup. 100%. What made you wrestle Jordan Wood after wanting just the Gwiz match? Egan pulled me aside and he was like, I want, to, I want you to wrestle Jordan Woods. So, you know, how the payouts for the RTC goes. And so he was like, I want you to wrestle. It's probably going to come down to you. And so he put my name in and he couldn't take it out just because my name was already listed in. And so I Got told him, it. I was like, do you still want me to wrestle? And he was like, your name's already added in. You have to go out. And so I went out and did my, did my thing. And so how are you feeling after this weekend? I'll give you the place to say this. You beat Gwiz. You tech Jordan Wood. 
Next up, there, there's Chenzo and I were just talking about how many good heavyweights Ooh. there are right now. It's there's never been hey, this much. Hey, we got some good ones here, Gable. <laughs> nah, I'm gonna hit on that. Give me a second. Mm-hmm. There's there's never been more heavyweight talent ever. I don't think. How are you feeling after this weekend in regards to the talent pool at heavyweight? Uh, I feel fine. I mean, we're we are missing one key heavyweight that goes to Penn State. There actually is two. I mean, but. I feel like those two heavyweights at Penn State are are some of the top front runners besides me and the kid from Michigan. And I think um <laughs> I think um at the end of the, at the end of the day we there's the heavyweights are there. I mean Greg hasn't Greg has a wrestled in on the USA scene for a little bit, so we don't know how he's gonna stand up. But I already know Greg. I mean, we talk here and there, but I know he's gonna he's gonna put forward his best best effort. Anthony Cassar gonna put forward his best effort. You guys already saw what he um our two matches at uh, the Big Tens and NCAs. I mean, it's not like that talent just doesn't go away. I mean, I still gotta, I still gotta watch for those too. But I mean, it's it's a good field. Of, but am I, am I worried about nothing? No, I just it's another day at the job. I mean, when I lose, just go out there and do my thing for the fans for real. I love it, man. Chenzo, you got anything else for him? Um, no, that's really it. Um, I was actually just gonna ask you a little bit about uh about Greg and Anthony just being here because we talked about them, you know, not by name briefly earlier, but just uh, heavyweight is just so deep now. It really, really is, especially, you know, compared to the you know past few years too. And I'm excited to watch. It's never been yeah. more entertaining. Never. <laughs> no, nah, it's going to be good. I mean, realistically, I think, um, I think Anthony really started this, uh, this type of new wave. I mean, after he, after he beat me, I mean, just mm-hmm. look how he was, he was formed. He was built perfect. He's muscular. Not, not on a weird stuff. He's, he's really, he's <laughs> Dude, you're doing backflips. How are you built? <laughs> I know I'm built different too, but I mean, like he's a, like losing to him really like put me in a different bracket. Like, uh, Oh, I got to do all the right things to win. And I mean, he's a, he's a competitor. I mean, one match before I'm done wrestling, I want me and him one last time. I'm sure we'll before I'm done. Before I'm yeah. done. What do you mean before you're done? You're not going to the WWE yet, are you? Come on, man. <laughs> it's I up saw, in the air. Before I, I'm done. I saw him. Send the latest message. <laughs> Anthony Cassar, you know what I'm saying? Wait, before uh, I'm done. Hey, next time I see him, I'll let him know. I'll talk tell to some, him, of, the big, I'll talk to some of the big guys, too. Tell him it's never no hate. And when it, before I'm done wrestling, and next in the next year, you never know. Um, is we gotta have one more. Yeah. Um, that's gotta happen. I'll relate yeah, so to that's the big on guys. you. We'll work, we'll, we'll work on it. We'll work that on is that. The, that is the rear premier heavyweight matchup. Look, I think I think we need an NLWC go for RTC duel headlined oh, by. Come on, come I mean. on, really, really? You want you want that whole duel for one match? With that whole duel? Yeah, I'm here for it. Uh, the rest of the uh, all right, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, do you That's know the when, only one? Do you, the only do you one. know when you're wrestling yeah. next? Uh, I'm just gonna wait till season starts. I mean, yeah. I hope we still have a season. I think it's January we're gonna start, oh, yeah. but until then, probably not. Awesome. All Wait, right, you're not man. doing anything on December 22nd. Hey, wrestling Antique Asar. <laughs> nah, he 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 won't be. I don't think he'll be ready right on anyway. But nah, I know he uh he got a little hurt got, or something. We, we got another guy though. If you want to come out and scratch? Oh, Anthony Gasar, none. 
Oh, really? <laughs> this, that, this was anticipation. I tell it, y'all. Like, look at this great anticipation. Anthony wrestled twice already. I know we had me and Gwiz wrestle twice, but I'm the third time. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying in a bad way. I know, yeah. Saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, you, know I mean, get, you know what I'm I, getting at here. I told you what. <laughs> you know what I'm getting at. <laughs> be, be, before I'm going and I start hopefully jumping off the top rope and claiming my strap, one more. Dude, I, I saw Heyman. He said he was very, very, very proud of you. <laughs> I saw that. Nah, I got Heyman. He, he, he's a good dude. He's always giving me. He's really, he's really building my platform, like really for the, for the outside of wrestling into the pro wrestling. He's really building it right now by, by him retweeting stuff, by them making edits. It's building a new side, like. Yeah. And that's really cool. And so, I mean, it's branching off fast. Heyman's a smart promoter, man. He's a very smart promoter. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he does. Awesome. All right, Gable, thank you for joining. We will see you soon, man. So, Chenzo, back to what we were talking about in regards to the RTC Cup. I brought up Kyle Dake, or you brought up Kyle Dake earlier, and there's two things I want to mention him about. Number one, during this RTC Cup, him and Burroughs, I, I, I feel bad that we keep talking about 74 kilos. Hey, it Bur is what it is. Burroughs and Dakes. It's a hot are, topic. Burroughs and Dakes started trashing each other back and forth. And Kyle Dakes' comebacks just weren't good. Like, Dakes a fan of the show. He's been on the show. I don't mean any disrespect towards him. But his trash talk was just terrible. Just I'll terrible. I'll some, some more of it. <laughs> I mean, he, he told Jordan, like, that – cross-training mimic isn't working out for you like dude he's got five world and olympic gold medals w what's not working out for him and he said like you should change your handle to all you see is bronze dude again you've got two world medals he's got five world and olympic medals so i didn't understand that i appreciate the back and forth i appreciate the banter i didn't think he was good at trash talking um but what, what i do want to say too is that I don't really like calling people out, but to give an example, there was a lot of guys that were heavily advertised for this RTC cup and Dake was one. Gabe Dean was one. Miles Martin was one. Jaden Cox was one. What Jaden did that in retrospect, I really appreciate was he came out and said, Hey guys, I tested positive for COVID. Unfortunately, I can't wrestle. It is what it is. Yeah, that and sucks. But initially i was like straight up yeah and, and and i'm like disappointed but i'm like i appreciate it man like i appreciate the transparency i appreciate the honesty looking forward to the next time you compete and i, I was thinking about it all week because i had heard on sunday some of the people tested positive for covid they were out and i kept waiting to see like are they going to say something was flo going to say something because i knew pretty early that Gabe Dean was out and I just had him on the podcast and I'm helping like create some attention, create some hype for the event. So it's like, yeah. I would have still had Gabe on hundred percent, but I was thinking about having my team make some graphics, do some stuff to, to help promote this, the event and nothing. And at first I was kind of pissed at flow. And I think in this case, if people are testing positive for COVID, I don't know that flow can come out and publicly disclose that. So it's kind of on the athletes, but okay. I'm always, mind blown 
when an athlete is advertised for an event and is excited, and I don't understand the athlete side of it for sure, but why don't you come out and say, hey, guys, I'm not competing next week? I just don't get it. I think there's – I don't think you necessarily have to, but I think that transparency and that communication of saying, hey, guys, I can't wrestle, whether it's COVID, whether it's I sprained my ankle chasing my dog, whatever. And I'm curious on your opinion on this because you're not someone who's on social media explaining your every move. So, and, and I've, and I've gotten like a lot of feedback over the years on why someone might not say this, why they're saying that, but I'm curious your perspective on like, if you're an athlete and you're advertised for the event and then, you know, you're not competing, whether you said like, I like Gabe Dean, he's a great guy, but he was on the podcast, this podcast last week talking about how excited he was. And then he, he's out of the event. He never says anything like, dude, you got all these fans that are excited to see you. And I don't think it's like on well, purpose. So here's, here's one thing real quick. Um, I will say having to drop from an event like that, it can almost be embarrassing. See, and that's so, the stuff I don't get. That's yeah, why I want so your like, opinion. So like for me, like if I'm five days out from a match or something like that, it's like, Hey, like you test positive, you can't wrestle. Like yeah. that sucks. You know, like I'm yeah. like, you know, maybe I might say something, but like, you know, if, if if I'm getting, you know, like lit up for that on social media or something like that, that's going to make me feel even worse about it. So like, I'm not like, you know, screw everyone else at that point. I don't really care, but you know, th and then that, and then there's personal reasons too. Like for me, like I probably wouldn't enclose any personal reasons why I wasn't really yeah. competing. It's just like, I like to keep things in house, you know, it was between me and, you know, my coaches, whoever I'm working with. Yeah. And not I can understand what you're saying though. Like, especially if it's like COVID, like something like that, a huge event, like, okay. And I'm maybe, coming maybe. at it from a fan and marketing yeah. standpoint. Like I work with athletes all day long on trying to build brands and I preach how important transparency and communication is. And that's why I'm saying, I don't understand that side of it. Like you're saying, I've never had to do that. And I don't think that, you know, I know Dake and Dean and I don't know, Miles, I know they're not bad people. I know it's no. not like they're doing it intentionally. That's why I, I debated tweeting about it. I'm like, I don't want to call these guys out because it's like, I don't mind talking about it on the podcast because there's context. I don't want to blast them on Twitter without context. Like, I don't understand their side of it. I just wish there was more communication, more transparency. But I think as a fan and as a marketing guy, I'm always going to want probably more communication and transparency <laughs> than like should be <laughs> like, yeah, because that's yeah. marketing wise. Like, I don't know. I don't want to promote something or like selfishly, even if I'm helping promote something or we're talking about it, whatever. I don't know. I don't want to waste my time. If all of a sudden, you know, like uh, I'm thankful for some of my <laughs> connections to the state college. Cause there's been times I'll post something and somebody will text me like, Yo, that ain't nope. happening. <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> but, but so, yeah, I mean, I, I just hope, uh, I hope there's more communication and, and going back to Dake and his trash talking. Cause we were talking about this yesterday, not Dake, but the topic of trash talking. Number one, I love what just happened with RBY. I love it. Cause he's a oh, guy who doesn't really trash talk but he trolls a little bit and he just posted a blog yesterday talking about like me and him were talking and he's like 
yo, I want to blog. Like, I want to post more. It's like, what do you think is interesting? I said, well, not for nothing. You're posting a lot of content right now. Tell people why you're doing it. And so he did, and it was great. And at the same time he does that, which, by the way, go to RomanBravoYoung.com. You can read his blog. But at the same time, he calls Sterling out, number one bantamweight title contender in the UFC. And he's like, yo, I'll wrestle. Just like that. Awesome. Right. I mean, getting a UFC guy or really any MMA guy in for a card is pretty huge at this point, I think. And I was shocked I the UFC's letting him. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a wrestling match, so I figure I figure they think he can't get hurt too much, but I don't know if that's a smart move on their part. I but think so. I, I I think it's a an awesome thing to see. I love what RBY is doing too, because he's not just He's speaking his mind and he's pushing the envelope. Mm-hmm. And right he's now, really trying to grow wrestling too. He is. He really he's is. got pure intentions. Mm-hmm. And there's there's some wrestlers who over the past year, even the past couple of months, there's people trying to take advantage of the negativity of trash talking. Oh yeah. And it's dis it's so disingenuous at best. It's like you can you can see it. There's guys that I don't know if I want to call them out, but there's do it, guys, do it, do it, do it. Well, there, there's guys that look to me like they're using negativity to create relevance. AJ mm-hmm. Ferrari is one. Ooh. He looks like he's he's doing it, and I don't know him, so I don't know how genuine his his content is. You saw it a lot with Pat Downey. Pat Downey's guy who was very... Pat Downey and AJ Ferrari should just do their own thing. <laughs> I, I don't... I mean, you're a wrestler. Are you ever Are you ever tempted to... I, I, I feel stupid asking this because you're a guy who posted a picture of yourself getting inside tripped <laughs> backwards no, 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 to no, say, no, no. hey, was... guys, here's I'm available for camps. So it's like you're not the guy to ask about, like, are you tempted to trash talk just to gain the, like, the no, relevance? I, but it's like – Absolutely not. I think trash talking to try to gain relevance is, like – I think that's terrible. I think that's such, like, an insecure, like, you know, I, I don't know. It's just that's not for me. Um I've considered, you know, trash talking, snapping at people before, and who? it's it's who, <laughs> who, <laughs> no, ma- mainly, and it's mainly people that come after my guys. Like oh, that's really yeah, that. like like or like if like I was having a lot of trouble before getting matches, you know, and then like people were like oh like what he's he doesn't want to wrestle, so he's like afraid, like no, like literally nobody at my way like wanted to wrestle, like that was it. So like yeah, could I go on the internet and start talking some crap for sure, but like you know not my not my speed really. And then another thing, um, back to the trash talking. It was about, I think it was Yanni, maybe a couple others guys around that way. And he was pretty much just saying, Hey guys, I don't trash talk. I let my wrestling do the talking. And then everyone's like, Oh, but you're trash talking by saying that. Like, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Like, yeah. no, no, he's literally just letting you know, he's not yep. going to trash talk, but he's going to beat you. And if you know Yanni, like Yanni, like I love having conversations with him. He grew up like five minutes from me. So yeah, when, he's the man. When he's in town, I'll try to grab lunch with him or grab a meal with him. And you like, I'm 34 years old. He's 
19, 20. And, but he acts like he's 30. Like the maturity in his mindset, like yeah. he loves wrestling. And when you, when you know people, it's, it's easier to understand their tone and their context. And that's why I say, like, I don't know Pat Downey on a personal level. I don't know AJ yeah. Ferrari on a personal level. I don't know some of these guys. So it's hard to know, like, are they doing it, like, as the facade? Like, was it AJ who called out Burroughs over politics? Yes. Yeah, so that was that was kind of crazy to me. He pretty much just was, like, like, I think Jordan Burroughs said something how he's just, like, he was, like, hopeful for, like, the country, like, in general. Yeah. Like, awesome like you you know freedom of speech you can say whatever you want and jordan burroughs has represented the u.s in a great manner for the past you know what decade um and right. and, 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 and it's we like got a, we got it, yeah. a kid coming out and telling him that he shouldn't use his platform for politics but at the same time he's doing the same thing so i, I had a small issue with that just because yeah. it's like it was like a strictly hypocritical um tweet saying don't do this as I'm doing it and yeah it's much less wisdom but, yeah you know. it, it's like you're almost fishing for yeah, the attention and yeah. it's like you know I, I see things Twitter's the wild wild west I see things from people that I absolutely love and I hate what they say and I'll either just yeah. completely let it go or I'll text them like yo I want to call you about this because I don't agree with you on this this and that like there's a time and a place if you if you like i've had this conversation with people in wrestling all the time about politics about iran about different topics that tie into to politics and other things but you have those conversations offline especially with the right context with the right tone like listen jordan burroughs you you can be the biggest republican trump supporter out there and if you absolutely hate Biden and you hate liberals, you can still respect Burroughs if that's which way he went, which all his, all his tweet 100%. did was say he was hopeful. And, and here's the thing. If you disagree, that's fine. I get that's it. Fine. But there, you, it doesn't mean you respect Jordan less for no, what you, he's done exactly. because of an opinion. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's like, and, and so, and, and I had, I, and I don't get it. And that's why, again, it's like, I don't know if there's a maturity to that. I don't know what it is, but I think that's only going to gonna happen more and more because, unfortunately, so people give attention to the negative. Because, Even if it's hey, to look, yell to them. Like, look what we're talking about right now. Yeah, 100%. We're, yeah. But, but here's the thing, too, because this happened with, with Pat. Pat, whether you like Pat or not, what I'll give him credit for is he made himself relevant. Pat Downey made a team. He, he made a U.S. senior. He made a senior like team. I mean, you know, David wasn't there. A couple guys weren't there. I understand that, but he made a senior level team. Correct, and 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 I think if you're watching Pat's life on social media play out, at least you have to look and say, hey. If, if I'm an outsider thinking I want to be negative because Pat Downey got a lot of attention, now that he's not wrestling, no attention. And number one, it's a slippery slope. He went way too far, and now he can't wrestle. So number one, if you're watching it, like, be careful because it's a slippery slope. Number Absolutely. two, like, is it worth it? 
Like, are you sure you want to be, whether it's disingenuous and you want to do it just to get attention, or if you're thinking about it in the context of like, hey, maybe I'll be negative because I can get attention. Is are you sure that's the attention you want? <laughs> like, like what? Like what's this? Like I don't know. So for me, for example, if I were to you know go on a social media rant, like a bunch of negatives, like blah blah, blah calling people on stuff like that, like I'm gonna get heat from my friends and family immediately. Right? They're gonna be like, dude, what are you doing? Dude, there's so many times so, I want to tweet stuff and post stuff, and I'm just like, as I'm typing, like I'm type a letter, delete, type a letter, delete. delete. Like it's just, delete. you gotta have that conviction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's wild, man. I I think there's there's a lot of good right now in the kind of trash talking era. I think you gotta be genuine though. I think I love the way Roman does it. I love the way it's not like. He, he's kind of he's poking the bear a bit he's not yeah. you know he's not being disrespectful he has fun with it. no doesn't disrespect people he has fun with it um and like he he tries to help other people grow their brand also and like i think he does a great job yeah and i just i just uh posted an article about that on bash mania because kaivan gatson was asking like what pointers do you have if you're saying wrestlers should promote themselves more and should right. brand them some more. What pointers do you have? So I put a blog up on bashmania.com about it. And one thing I said was collaborate. Collaborate with other wrestlers. Like for, mm-hmm. for me as a Christian, if I see one Christian posting good content, I want to share it. There's nothing wrong with like Seth Gross posts a lot of Christian content. If you're a Christian, message Seth and say, hey, I want to reshare yours. Will you reshare mine? Like collaborate. Maybe it's technique. Maybe it's whatever. Maybe it's football. Maybe it's gambling. Like we text about like whatever it is. Right. So back to talking about this RTC cup real quick. There was a lot of people who I think six undefeated wrestlers, Yanni and Vito, as we talked about, looked awesome. Both went four and oh undefeated. Your boy, Trent Hydley, also undefeated. Oh yeah. I think he was the only, I think he was the only guy who went five and oh, I believe so. Correct. I, I don't know. I'd have to look. This so I, I, but, I, but I believe it. I, I believe right, it. Let, let's get him on because he'll know. <laughs> we don't right. know. Here he is, Trent. How are you? Doing great. How are you guys? Doing good, man. So you, you, you were 5-0, and oh, right? The only one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Trent I think, yeah, I think I was out of – yeah, I think I was the only – I think there was a few guys that were um, – Maybe four and over three year old, but I think I was the only guy that that wrestled the five. Chento's very happy to see you. I'm yeah. I'm pretty thrilled. Um, we were texting yesterday, and I was like, "Oh man, let's get Trent on! Like that would be so much fun." And and he was just trying to explain to me before we talk about this weekend, which I want to talk about. He was trying to explain to me why your nickname is Hoagie. Can you explain it to me from your perspective? Yeah, so I, I think that that dates back a, a few years. Pretty much my senior year of high school, um, we've well, I've always kind of had. Um, there's there's like a, a local hoagie shop in my hometown that I that me and my family have always gone to, and and my brother top and I tier, top tier. To. And um, yeah, Chenzo's had it before. It's mm-hmm. uh, but I I've always enjoyed it, and then. Um, we kind of just we've always joking around. We do like this hoagie club where we would get hoagies and pretty much just watch football on the weekends. And then, uh, um, at who's number one? I 
my buddy threw me one after the match and I took a bite out of it and I, I remember that now that I think about that. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to try to point sure. hoagie. So that's where that came from. And by the way, as a marketing guy, I really appreciate where the sport is going. And I saw you tweeting back and forth with Russ Bendick, who I don't really know, but I love the creative stuff he comes up with. And I saw uh, the yeah. We Are Here for the Hoagie shirt. That 100% needs that. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, I know. That was awesome. I, I said after it, I said, I said, this would be really badass if the NCAA would, would let me make some coin off my name. So that was, that was kind of the joke, but that shirt is definitely cool. I really like that. It, it's yeah. going to happen sooner rather than later. Like, I don't, I don't luck, know, man. You don't think it's going to happen? Well, sooner rather than later, but like, I, I yeah. guess, yes, technically sooner rather than later in the grand scheme of time it's not world, gonna happen but... <laughs> soon enough but no. you know hopefully there i had an episode with tony ramos on where we talked about it where it's like you know florida i think is next year some states are like 2025 it's it's gonna be a while but you know go okay so let, let's talk anyway. about this weekend i i heard something about like before we talk about your performance i heard there was like an insane travel build up to it what happened yeah, with that it was, uh, it, it was a wild journey um pretty uh pretty rough situation at first so I, I i was planning um you know to be on the guy and go to the RC, rtc cup right i've been training for it with the team and stuff and the rtc guys um went home for thanksgiving and um the day before uh someone i was in close contact with um tested positive on wednesday before thanksgiving um so that kind of and, – and when that happened, I had, to, I had to quarantine for 14 days because that was, that was kind of the guidelines. Um, so that would put me out of the, put me out of the, right. uh, the competition. Mm -hmm. um, so that was, that was uh, kind of rough because I was looking forward to it and everything and to kind of have it taken away was pretty disappointing. Um, so when I started the quarantine, my brother actually um, wasn't in contact with the person. So he rode, drove back to Raleigh to get tested and stuff. Um, and then he had a few days before they left. Uh, so it was just me at my house and I was, um, just kind of thinking I was out of it. I was, I was trying to figure out any way I could, any way I could make it work. Probably the, the trainers at NC State were probably getting a little sick of me because I was <laughs> constantly messing up and stuff. I was like, can I get the antibody test to, to prove maybe if I've already had it, can I, can I go independently and kind of like take the liability and stuff? for it they're they're like no there's nothing we can do you got you got to do a quarantine um so that happens and then tuesday i actually i actually got a text from from uh pat our coach and it was it said be ready and there's an article um that was like the cdc's planning on changing the guidelines from 14 days to seven to ten uh seven with a with a negative test um and it said they were going to do it soon and i and I was like, well, this is pretty much going to have to come out tomorrow because if it, <laughs> I was like, I don't know how soon they're planning on doing this because it was already Tuesday um, and Wednesday. Uh, I was planning on going to Raleigh the next, this, that weekend just to get back and stuff. Um, so I, I actually went to – we have like a local testing site and I sat in line for about two hours to get my, to just get like another test. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, and right, so right as I'm getting this text, I get a call from the trainer. He's like, Hey, listen, the CDC changed the guidelines. If you can, if you can get a negative test within 24 hours, then you're going to be good to go. Meanwhile, the weigh-ins for this tournament literally begin like 
I don't know, 36 <laughs> hours. So, yeah. so I like sprint home. My dad and I are like calling everybody we can, we can't get anything. Like there's no way we can get a test within 24 hours. Like everything's like two to seven days. Yeah. So we're trying to figure everything out. We can't get anything. So we're talking to the NC state trainers. They're like, if you can get down here, we can get a test so we can do like the rapid testing and get it back to you in a day. So my dad's like, okay, get in the car. We're going. And at this point it's like 5 PM. So, so we get into the car, we, we drive the Raleigh, we get in about midnight, um, wake up kind of early, get, our, get my test. And as soon as, as soon as I got my test done, got back in the car, drove another eight hours to Cincinnati, um, and just prayed for a negative test because if, if I got down there and I had a positive <laughs> test, then <laughs> that would have been <laughs> um, But yeah, we got into Cincinnati at, at about four fifteen, um, and our and the Wolfpack RTC was was at the workout area, so I met him there, and um, I pretty much waited there to get my test, and it, and it came in negative, and then I I, I got my workout in, so. It was uh, it was it was pretty high stress. I, I was felt felt like I was gonna puke the whole way to Cincinnati because I was stressed about the the result. But yeah, thankfully thankfully it got good. And to make it even crazier, my dad, who did all the driving, so we drove seven hours to Raleigh, eight hours to Cincinnati, and then when my test was negative, he drove all the way back to PA, which is another I don't know seven and a half hours at, at night. So he That's was wild. Yeah, he was a, That's a wrestling yeah, dad was, right there. All right, that's wrestling oh, no. dad definition. That's a, that's a wrestling dad right there. All right, so um, just like real quick, so you really weren't, you know, you're quarantined everything like for a while leading up to it. Can you like talk about just like your mindset going into the tournament then? Like you definitely, you didn't look like you're like, oh, I haven't been training or anything like that. Like, right. You looked like that you were not even that you were there just to like hang and try to like be close with those guys, but you were actively trying to score on you know, and beat everyone you were wrestling. So, like, I, I uh, thought it was right. really cool. Yeah, the, but um, just, like, talk about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it was um, – mindset. So, so, we actually had a, a pretty good – there was pretty good training leading up to it. Um, in Raleigh, we had a, a pretty good cycle, and I was able to work with a lot of RTC guys. So, I, I felt real good going into it. And then, obviously, when I had the quarantine, like, I couldn't get on the mats at all. Um, so – my plan was really just to try to just stay in good shape and do some conditioning workouts and, and do anything I really could. Um, and I think that was good because whenever I, I did get the opportunity, I was, I was still ready to go. Um, I think mindset wise, I think, I think I was just ready to compete either way. I knew it was going to be, I knew it was kind of crazy circumstances and that, um, you know, I'd been traveling a lot. I hadn't really been on the mat, but, I think I think I was just I was just confident in, in the training we had up to that, and I knew that it, the first match might be a little rusty, but then once I got going, I'd I'd be I'd be feeling pretty good. Um, but I think I, I as these matches were going on, I was getting a lot of confidence in what I was doing, um, and it was it was really electric to be able to do with the team because. You know, yeah, being on a being on a team with with guys like Gwiz and and Mock and and Tommy Gant, guys that had come before me and wrestled at NC State, was really exciting for me. Um, and I think I kind of wanted to put it on the line for those guys because uh, there was a little money involved for them. So uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, my performance was was gonna was gonna help them out. So I think I got a lot of confidence from that. And and once you string a few wins together against tough guys, you you start to you know kind of get in the groove. For sure. For sure. Let me ask you this, because, you know, you beat, 
you're kind of like the unofficial OW because I don't know. Do they have an official OW? I don't think they did. I don't think they announced They didn't. It. And it's okay, like, we'll, we'll give it to you right now. Yeah, Tra- we'll, we'll give it you. Like, 100%. Uh, okay, congrats. You, congrats, you, man. You, like, dominated the Mike sub. <laughs> so, like, you dominated the field. And, you know, my, my favorite match, or at least in anticipation-wise, was you and Miles. Because I can't remember the order of it all. It was, it was kind of all a blur, but, like, Miles texts Nate Jackson, who's been on an absolute tear, tear. texting people, doubling people into into you know stadiums next door to where they're competing, and then you go beat him for three, and that was like the match for me, which was like, man, like I'm texting people like, man, Trent's like a competitor at eighty. Man, I might be he's for like, real. Huh? Like <laughs> he, he's like for. Oh, I not just for real, but just like the added, like the attitude behind your wrestling. Right. I mean, like five guys: Dom Abinader, Brett Farr, not the Green Bay quarterback, Sammy not Brooks, Miles Amin, Drew Foster. Like you beat guys of like a great caliber, and all together, what you see a lot of people talking in this sport about when people just put together a good tournament or they go on a good run. Do you think this was you just having a good weekend or do you think, because a lot of people are still newer to you. You're a young guy. You're going into what your sophomore season. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're a younger guy. Do you think this is what people should expect of you moving forward? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think when you're talking about, you know, having a good tournament, I think this was, this was kind of, um, I guess, more of some, more of kind of what I was, I was looking at of myself and, and stuff I've been training on, and kind of, kind of to all see that come together. I think was was fun for me, and I think I was, I was getting confidence from that. Like I said, as the matches were going on, because, because I see, you know, sometimes the way I wrestle in practice, and I, and I can be kind of open up and stuff, and, and that hasn't always translated to the mat. Um, and I think this week was, I did a better job of that. Um, and I think I think the results um, obviously spoke for themselves, but I think um, I think that's the style of wrestling that I'm best at. So I think to be able to do that was was really fun for me. What are your plans <clears throat> moving forward on the freestyle scene? Because you see it a lot, where sometimes somebody will come out for an, for a weekend, they'll do good on freestyle, but because they're in college, they're really focused on folk style. I want to be an NCAA champion. For you, you've wrestled freestyle. You're not new to freestyle. And you you won last year's open at uh at uh my computer's going nuts. You won last year's open junior, right? Yeah. So like is your plan still to compete at junior? I mean, here you're competing junior last year, but you just beat the crap out of everybody on the senior level. <laughs> yeah, well, so I'm actually I'm not I'm not eligible for juniors anymore. I'm too old. <laughs> I'm, I'm right, officially so, senior so, level. So sorry. you're not rest, so you're not wrestling juniors anymore. <laughs> is what you're saying? So so you're officially no, like no, no juniors. So oh, let, let me ask you this, so I don't sound like an idiot. I'm not implying that you're still going junior, but sometimes people take like a break in between because they want to focus on folk style. They want to focus on an NCAA championship. Do you want to go to the last chance qualifier? And do you want to go to the Olympic trials now? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I, I think at the end of the day, I think you know, making an Olympic team is the is the highest level you can get um, in wrestling. I think that 
that's something that I think everyone trains for. I think right now, I think my focus is probably going to shift the folk style um, because I think you can, you can qualify for the trials by win NCAA. So, um, so I'm, I'm going to shift my, my focus to folk style um, because the NCAAs is, is kind of the next, um, the next thing I'm looking at. Um, and then, but you know, I, I want to compete as much as possible. And, you know, if I have to go to last chance and I try to win that, um, you know, win NCAAs qualify and, you know, yeah. try to make an Olympic team, you know, why not? <laughs> I see Chenzo looking like he's wanted to ask you a question. He's like, he keeps going to open his mouth. What are you going no, to No, no, I just, I just like the stuff you're saying. I mean, I like Trent, I can ask you questions all day, man. I'm, I mean, like one thing that I actually wanted to point out too was like, you know, we've, you know, rolled around like, you know, a decent bit before. And it just looked like, you know, I, I know we don't want to get super duper technical here, but just like, so you would punch your underhook and run, right? And what I think yeah. you did an awesome job was adapting whenever guys would initially defend you. So circling yeah. different directions and things like that from there. Is that something you've been working on a lot? Yeah, um, I think that that's pretty much been there's, – there's kind of been two areas of focus of kind of expanding my offense and the one kind of being like an outside step um, mm -hmm. and the other is scoring kind of more of off a single leg off my underhook because – kind of known yeah. for blasting through it to the other side but you know when you start wrestling these good guys and they start stopping it um you got to find a way to score a different way so I think that has been a big area of focus and like I said that that's what was really exciting about this tournament is that I was kind of seeing stuff I was working on kind of translate onto the mat um and being able to diversify yeah, my underhook stuff was was exciting yeah, and, like, I, I, that's what, you know, really impressed me a lot, too, was just how you were able to, like, change off the different things and keep, you know, wrestling from that stuff. Um, completely different topic. If you and Hayden were the, the exact same size, who would win and why? Well, why don't you ask him? He's right here. All right, Hayden, if you and Trent were the exact <laughs> same size, who would win and why? Um, the why is the most important part. <laughs> I think, I think, like, in terms of like practice room stuff, I just have a way to um, have some kind of like big brother knowledge on them. And so I think I do all right against them. Right now, giving up this weight, um, he definitely beats me around. But like, I don't know, I think I still have that little bit of like the, the knowledge edge where I know his wrestling so well that I kind of know right, how to right. piss him off at times and can, can uh, control some things. But um, too bad. Too so bad. the he's answer not, is me like because him. I'm his big brother. The, the answer is the answer is Hayden because big brother sent him. Right. Yeah. Well, when you get two guys that, when you get two guys that wrestle pretty similar, uh, you kind of figure out what they do. And like Hayden said, he he knows how to he knows how to frustrate me. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. if we were the same size, I, he would beat up on me. <laughs> You can't say that. Even if you, even if, even if it's true, you can't say that. The next yeah. RTC card might yeah, have that I match mean, now. Uh -huh. <laughs> I get five points to start out, though. Hayden says he's got five points to start out in handicap. That's, that's all right. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. They allow, they allow points to betting. Matches, Why not? Be fun. <laughs> yeah. Right. If they allow it in betting, they should allow it to wrestle in everything, in right. just in yeah. sports in general. Just like football games, anything. I love it. Well, it, would, it would be interesting if they started um, if they started making spreads for dual meets and stuff 
that would be fun. Well, well we're, uh, we've been talking about that a little bit and uh, I'm going to see if, you know, hopefully we can continue to pursue that, maybe work something with uh, some people, pretty popular people that work in the sports industry that came out with the sports. Wrestling needs gambling. We need it. Yeah, we need it. Even if you don't gamble yourself, wrestling just needs the ability to see, hey, this guy's a five-to-one favorite. Hey, this guy's favored by four points. Hey, bet on this guy getting a pin. Hey, bet on this prop. Like, wrestling's such an electric sport. I think it would bring more. If you can bet on golf, you should be able to bet on wrestling. Come on. (laughs) I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, that's all I got. Chenzo, what do you got? Um, That's really it for me. I mean – I, we don't really need to dive into cold cuts versus, you know, hot subs because it's cold cuts all day. Um, yeah, I have to agree with you on that one. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's I pretty would, much I it. Promise, I, I don't know. A sub, though. I guess well, you're a hoagie good. guy. Like, a yeah, hot meatball so. sub? Meatball sub. If it's hot, I guess. Well, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, the, I'm not the hoagie guy. It's him, so. But debating hot subs, if you debate a hot meatball sub versus a cold cut hoagie, I don't know. Well, I mean, you can always, I, I don't know. You can always, you can always do like the toasted version of the cold cut and, and melt the cheese on it and make it a hot, you can make it a hot hoagie, but a hot I, hoagie. I, I tend <laughs> to go with, I tend to go with just like the, the regular, uh, regular. Cold don't give him any Snapchat cut. username ideas. <laughs> hot, hot hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, Trent. Thank you so much for taking the time. Congrats on a great performance this weekend. Congrats on us officially naming you OW of the first RTC Cup. Congrats on OW, Trent. <laughs> you deserved it. Raise the roof. I'll raise the roof for that. Yes, sir. <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you for joining, right, and you'll have to come back on thank soon. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Trent. Yeah, thanks so much. Appreciate awesome, it. man. See ya. Well, we heard from Gable. We heard from Trent. We've recapped the RTC Cup. We've recapped the fact that I want you to compete. But if you have to do commentary to the next NLWC card, then that's... It's uh, not a bad consolation, yeah. No. Any final words for episode 89? Um, NLWC, December 22nd. Make sure you tune in um, on Rockman. Um, you know, it's ten dollars. We're gonna start coming out with some. We're we uh, we're coming out with some pretty good content now. Um, and by the $10. way, if you haven't if you haven't subscribed yet at rockfin.com/nlwc, if Do you that. haven't yet, you can subscribe now and watch every match from the last three cards. Which that'll mm-hmm. take up a whole weekend to watch all those matches. So if for oh, some and it's, reason and it's ten dollars. Yeah, it's $10 a month. Just support the NWC, support wrestling in general. Maybe this podcast will even be on there soon. Maybe. If maybe, you, maybe. If you tweet us that you now subscribe to the NWC Rockfin channel, I will consider putting video of this episode on Rockfin. How about that? That'd be fun. That's a pretty good deal. That's a pretty good deal. It's but, a pretty good deal. But people got to let us know. Yeah, definitely let us know. You got to add one of us. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in. Chenzo, thank you as always. Now go enjoy the Steelers game, and then I got to enjoy the Bills game. Oh, yeah.
I will go enjoy the Steelers. Awesome, man. See ya. And that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If you did enjoy this episode of the podcast, be sure to leave a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on more episodes. For more wrestling content, be sure to follow Bash Mania on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And follow me. I'm at JBash on Instagram and at Justin J. Bash on Twitter. I'll be back with another episode shortly. See ya. And the beat goes on.